She hurried out of the shower and wrapped herself up in a towel before tossing the second one to Talvi. He dried his hair haphazardly with it before wrapping it around his waist. Then he followed her back into the much darker bedroom, remembering to duck under the doorway this time. I wonder what I could do to make up for the inconvenience I've caused you, he asked. Right on cue, Annika dodged his question and tripped over a large messenger bag that hadn't been in her room twenty-four hours ago, stubbing her toe. Ah! she yelped as the pain hit her, making her almost fall over. Where the hell did that come from? Is it yours? she accused, hopping about the hardwood floor with her throbbing foot in her hands. Oh, sorry about that, love. Uh, I didn't know where else to put it. Talvi motioned to the various laundry baskets full of clothes and piles of shoes strewn about the room, some items still in moving boxes and on hangers. It was a bit of a disheveled disaster. He was concerned for her foot, but was also trying not to laugh at her. She did look ridiculous, hopping around on one foot as her towel fell to the floor. He thought it was unclear if he should try to comfort her or keep his distance. She seemed pretty irritated, the way a hornet is irritated when it's swatted at. What the hell is in there? Bricks? Lead? Lead bricks? she cried. Actually, the correct answer is books. Yeah, well, I think I just broke my toe on your stupid bag of books, she whined and sank onto the edge of the bed. How am I supposed to stand at work all day and then go out tonight if I can't wear any shoes? You could stay home and lie on your back and let me take care of the work, he quipped. Annika shot a withering look at him, but it withered him not. Why don't you wear these shoes with the red feathers? Then you won't have to walk. With a little fairy dust, you can simply fly wherever you wish to go, he snickered, picking up a pair of shoes that were sitting on top of one of the boxes. Don't make fun of my Manolos! Talvi responded by making the shoes fly around the room, complete with rooster sound effects. Are you intentionally trying to pick a fight with me? she asked as she slipped on a fresh pair of panties and grabbed a bra off the ironing board. Because that's what it seems like. Of course I'm trying to have a row with you, he confessed with coveting eyes while she adjusted her bra. Especially if it's for no other reason than reconciliation. You would, wouldn't you, she said, trying not to smile, but it was useless around him. The pain in her foot was quickly fading. He set the pair of shoes back down on the box and turned to her. Absolutely I would, he said, looking at her with longing. She retrieved a pair of green knee-high argyle socks from her dresser drawer, but he walked over to her and snatched them out of her hands. What are you doing? she asked. I have to get ready for work. Like hell you do, he murmured. She rolled her eyes and reached to get a different pair, but he grabbed her arm and twirled her around so her back was pressed against his bare chest. She struggled and tried to twist out of his grasp, but he was much too strong for her to escape. Did you honestly think I was going to let you waltz out of here and leave me alone all day with nothing but my left hand? He purred in her ear. He began to tie her hands together behind her back with one of the socks, letting his towel drop to the floor. Where I come from, that's considered being a rude hostess. For shame, Annika. You ought to be punished for such bad manners. Now, how shall I discipline you? Shivers ran up her body, and a sensation of heat flooded into her bloodstream. Tell thee, I haven't even been at this new job for two weeks, she protested. I can't call in sick already. Of course you can, he said confidently, pulling the knot tight before picking her up. People fall ill all the time, and you do feel quite feverish. I'm only concerned for your well-being. I can't call the store if I'm tied up, she reasoned, trying to play coy. 
He carried her over to the bed and lay her down sideways on top of the down comforter and twisted sheets. He looked thoughtful for a moment. You're quite right about that, he admitted, but instead of letting her go, he proceeded to tie her ankles to her wrists behind her back with the other sock while she kept trying to escape. Don't struggle like that now. It'll only make it worse, he crooned. Then he reached over and picked up her phone from the nightstand, and to her dismay, he scrolled through her address book until he found the right number and dialed it. He took a long look at her, looking pleased as punch at his handiwork as he held the phone to his ear. Yes, I'm calling on behalf of my wife, Arnica. I'm letting you know that she won't be coming in today, as she is literally unable to get out of bed.'